Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Fucking boys and girls, children of all ages, every single person, welcome. Whoever's listening back to the booth. I am one of your hosts, as always, Kaylin McFadden Carver. With me, Richard Shonsby, executive producer of the booth. Back to talk some NFL. And of course, as always, Another velvety voice of the booth. I compare him to a kiss from a rose. Davey O'Doyle. Dave, Rich, how the hell are we doing, boys? Better than your your glasses. Dude, fuck you. I told you two seconds before we started this shit. I've broken two pairs of glasses the last two weeks. It's been tough. I'm on the third pair. Some big circular frames. But he told us He told us that he couldn't tell us what happened. And I'm pretty sure it's like a fight club thing. You're just not supposed to talk about it. You don't right? talk about it. You don't talk about it. Rule two, you don't talk about it. I can't quite remember what rule three is. But nonetheless, we're back talking NFL. I feel like we say it every time. We do because it's true. NFL's king this week was entertaining. It's all hell like always. Plenty to talk about. Plenty to get into. Plenty to look forward to. But we can't look forward to anything. We can't look forward to fucking shit. Before we talk about the studs and the duds, Rich, kick us off, stud of the week. I try to sometimes avoid the Vikings and studs and duds and stuff because I don't want to sound like a huge Homer fan. Yeah. But the entire team this week was fucking great. They were fucking terrifying, but they were great. But coming off of injury, Dalvin Cook lit it up. I, I don't know. Coming off an of injury, I did not think we'd give him 29 carries. Jesus. But, is that actually how yeah. many got? <laughs> yeah, 29 <laughs> carries. Hey, Dalvin. Coming off injury, not 100% yet, but took those 29 carries, turned it into 140 yards and a touchdown. So I, I I don't think running backs get enough love, but so I'll, I'll, I'll go running back as my stud this week. Dalvin Cook, probably probably not the last time he, he, he'll he have a nice little week for himself there. Dave, who stuck out for you? Who do you got? Stud of the week. Let's, <clears throat> let's just honk the horn here for more running backs. Uh, how can you talk about running backs? You don't talk about the man himself, King Derrick Henry. 22 touches, 156 yards, three touchdowns. Helps the Tennessee Titans beat who I thought was the best team in the league, the Bills, on Monday night football. And, I mean, besides that, we can talk about how Derrick Henry's an absolute freak. He's a, he's a fridge on wheels running around the field. You know what I mean? But, like, it just brought me back to an interesting point about who are the Tennessee Titans? I don't know. You lost to the Jets, but then you beat the Bills. Decide. Dude. Just decide. <laughs> who are you? They can't, man. They can't. And, dude, I was thinking about this, watching that game or whatever. Like, the Derrick Henry era is wild, which obviously, but, like, if you think about it, like, remember, like, Reese, and, you know, I'm sure you'll you'll remember, but those, there was that AP era where he was just, he could do every single thing on the field. And I think... AP was maybe a more complete back in this prime or whatever, but this last like what three and a half, four years of Derrick Henry in his absolute prime. <laughs> the guy's not of earth. He he's a freak. The big run he busted out against the Bills, he looked that might have been the fastest I've seen someone run. And this dude is 6'3, 250. Uh, yeah, like like I put in the group chat during that game. Is Derrick Henry a man or a robot? Like you it's hard to tell. It, it genuinely is a guy for me, and I'm not. I'm not saying he's Derrick Henry, but you know, as much as Derrick Henry makes the Titans go, a guy in his own division, Jonathan Taylor, for me this week makes the Colts go. When they feed him and he's eaten, that team plays well. That just you know gives receivers one on ones. Carson Wentz has proven he can throw the ball again. He doesn't necessarily need to take those risks. JT this week, 14 carries, 145 yards, two touchdowns. That's 10 yards a pop. I feel like Jonathan Taylor has like the potential to be like the next like Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? Yep. To me, they have like similar skill sets and they yep. just eat up so much clock and they help you control the game. Just a thick back like that. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. he reminds me of Nick Chubb, right? Well, yeah. And like, 
obviously Derek Henry's in, in a league of his own, but the tier right under him for me is like the Nick Chubb, and I think JT can get there. Yeah, like you said, he like, can get there. Yeah, like I was saying, I wouldn't put him there yet. There's other guys. Yeah, still, but like he could he could get there for sure. He for sure can, and he you know he's dominant in the past game too. I think this year he's got 200 receiving yards. Like he's he can do everything for them, and when he's playing well, it seems to be the Colts play well. Um, for me, he was. Yes, it was against the Texans this week, but hey, you know what? Ten it's yards still, it's of, still a pro team. That's a ten, pro team, right? Ten yards of carry against any NFL defense is pretty impressive to me. So that's what I got to go with. But the unfortunate part of our of our you know we, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if uh, if we didn't talk about the other guys. There are some duds. There definitely were some this week, Rich. Who's the dud, man? Let's keep the running back train rolling. Okay. Okay. But downhill into the dud section. We're running into the dirt. All right. Uh, Austin Eckler stunk it up. Sure did. Seven yards rushing is one of the worst games I've seen from a starting running back in a long time. They only gave him six carries, but when your own when the running game's not working, I guess the Chargers mentality is abandon it. I see you carve. I see you're hey, happy about what this. Are, what, are, what are they supposed to do, man? They're playing a great team. You know, it's just uh, that's that's the thing. Is like I almost want to defend Austin Eckler a bit because like if you watch that game, it wasn't just Eckler. Like, I mean, like obviously that whole you team pick, couldn't you do pick it on Eckler because like seven yards is is LOL. What are you doing? But like <laughs> That Ravens defense was like the best they've played by far all year. For like the Ravens defense for me has been really lackluster, but like mm-hmm. they were absolutely tearing tearing the Chargers up in that game. We were talking all last podcast about how Justin Herbert is playing on another level, and he threw for 195 yards, a touchdown, and a pick against that Ravens defense. And this makes me sound like a homer, but I swear to God, no, I am. They don't but, say it. They don't say it. But you know what? I want to. <laughs> yeah, that that just that, that stat line doesn't even like he was utterly confused in that game. And you know, I uh, Harbaugh and Staley, I love both of them. I love one a little more than the other. Harbaugh's yes, okay, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, they both aren't afraid to just put their nuts on the table and go for it on fourth down. However, for me, watching that game, look at look at the Ravens secondary right now. Okay. I don't think I would target Marlon Humphrey four times on fourth down. Uh, It it was just tough. And every single time he just kind of looked around and he's like, is that it? Like, (laughs) It was wild. But yeah, Austin Eckler was an absolute non-factor. And I couldn't be happier about that. Dave, Dud, do it. Uh, It pains me to say because I was so on board with the Dolphins last year being a 10-win team. But, like, you guys go into London, like, a game nobody watched, thankfully, probably, I assume. But, like, you go out and you play the Jacksonville Jaguars, who haven't won a game since week one last year when they weren't satisfied, okay? You're the only team that they've been satisfied for in, like, what, 20 games? You lose to the Jags? Like, man, what is that? Like, that's – I like the team. I like the coach. But, like, that that is dud material to, to like, the first degree, man. Well, I think also like any the team the Jags inevitably inevitably were going to end up beating probably would have ended up on this list because I'm not saying they're a bad team, but that week they would have been a dud. But the fact that Miami's what one and five and yeah. they lost to the Jags, it just is like oh they really are duds. Like they can't they look like a completely different Dolphins team than last year. Last yeah, I year they were. I wouldn't even have put like if it was like the Jets. I yeah. probably wouldn't ouch the Jets that hard for being duds, but when you're a team coming off a 10-win season and then you go one in five and give the Jacksonville the only satisfaction they've had since week one, like come on, you guys. Is this back <clears throat> this to me brings up a really, really interesting question. Are the Jaguars satisfied now? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't think they're they, satisfied. They've, <laughs> they've never been satisfied before. Never so you think they would satisfied. be now. I, I really think I think we're seeing a Dolphins team right now that 
doesn't have Ryan Fitzpatrick to fall back on. Yeah. When Tua struggles, they don't have that key guy that can come in the game and clutch up and win it for them. So, well, I mean, are we, are we going to talk about the rumors now or later? <laughs> there's some rumors flying around here. So there, there's, there's a rumor that uh, the old kid Deshaun Watson might be heading to Miami. By the the boy Tung- Tua Tungavailoa might be going to the old Washington football team. And Houston might get picks, I guess. I don't know what they're getting, but that's the rumor going around anyways. Uh, I mean, to me, the whole thing, and I think this is, this is every NFL team's thing too, is the Deshaun Watson situation needs to be cleared up first. before. You, I, how can you bank on that? I don't know. Like, that's just wild. Like, it's weird. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, but there's reports that said, like, this could be done at the end of the week. Yeah. Like really? So what are you, what are you doing then? Like, I mean, that, that should tell you though, how, how little faith Brian Flores has into a tongue of Iloa is he's like, yo, just go to Washington. Worst case Brissett's our starter now. And I mean, it's tough because Washington's O-line is pretty dog shit. I think, or um, Miami's is sorry. Washington's is a little better, I think. And you know, there is scary Terry and Antonio Gibson, but you know, it's not like Miami didn't give him weapons. Miami had weapons. I just, I don't know, man. And I've personally, I've never been a big Tua guy. Wasn't too high on him. Um, and, you know, maybe a change of scenery is what he needs, but it's so, it's been a year. It's been a year and already he needs a change of scenery. I don't know. It's just, it's weird, but it, there was no question. They gutted it up overseas this week. Like you said, Dave, this one breaks my heart to say I loved him coming out of college. Okay. I gave him every benefit of the doubt. I said, you know what? It's not him. It's the organization. Isn't him. It's this. It isn't him. It's this. It isn't him. It's this. It's starting to look like it's a bit him. Sam Darnold against the Minnesota Vikings this week was a fucking disaster. He was a dud. Up until the last drive of the game, he didn't do anything. And I know there's, you know, he had some great throws in the last drive and stuff. That's awesome. You fucking sucked up until that point, though. And that's, it's tough. They were 3 0. Everyone is saying, see, look, and I, when I say everyone, I do mean I was one of the <laughs> loudest voices saying, look, this is what Sam Darnold can be. This is what he was drafted to be. This is what the, or the Jets ruined. He looks like that same reckless jet, just in a different color right now. And it's tough, man. It's tough. It, it's for me. It's one of those things too. It's like I know you don't have Christian McCaffrey, and that does make a difference being such a versatile back. Yep. But it's not like those receivers aren't good. That they are good. DJ right? Moore is a monster. Moore, right? Robbie Anderson stud. They drafted you know Terrace Marshall out of LSU. They have weapons, yeah. and you know Joe Brady's there. Like Matt Rule. Right. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Right. It's like, I, I too want, I want Donald to be good so badly and it looks so promising, but you can't give him the same excuses anymore. Like no. this, he has to own this, right? He he does. And, and, you know, can he, can he bounce back? Is, is he in a slump? Maybe, but it's looking more and more like stuff that is going to be hard to be coached out of him. Like it's, it looks like it's a, it's a pattern now. And that's tough. This one was, you know, we're ending on a solemn note because I, I, I don't want to admit defeat. I, I was pulling for Sam Darnold and he was, he was out of that draft class. He was the, the, like the guy I liked the third most, no, probably second most because I didn't, I, I wasn't even high on Lamar then draft. Okay. And then everything happened and then the rest is history, but everyone who knows me knows Josh Rosen was my guy. <laughs> and uh, I always said he didn't get a fair don't, crack don't, at things. Yeah. Don't bring it up. Don't I, bring it up. I'm not ready to admit that Josh Rosen isn't going to be the next oh, big no. thing. We, I'm not ready. We don't We don't know. He hasn't been given a shot. He could. So if anybody needs context, me and Carf said Josh Rosen is the guy. He's not the guy so far. So far. So far. Put it in words. So far. So far. So when Josh Rosen becomes Kurt Warner and he was pushed aside and discarded and has to go to an arena league and dominates and comes back and wins like three Super Bowls and leads the greatest offense the NFL's ever seen at the time. This episode. Put this it down episode. right now. The booth knew. Booth knew. And speaking of the booth knowing, 
nine and four, nine and four, 10 and three are pickums starting last week. We had an unreal week. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not even going to sit here and be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm winning this stuff. Nine and four is the worst record. That's incredible. Hey, boys. Good job, fellas. Are we, are, we, are we real analysts now? I think so. Not only are we, you know, t- 10 and 3, 9 and 4, 9 and 4. Boys, Bengals, Ravens, Vikings. Eat that dub, baby. Hey, what a great week for the booth, boys. Uh, unreal week. Looking forward. Sorry, Hicks. So, <sighs> moment I'm, I'm not sorry. Denver sucks. <laughs> Speaking of Denver, starting off week seven NFL football tomorrow night, we got Denver in the dog pound. Who are we taking, boys? Let's get right into it. Week seven. Let's keep this momentum going. I or Rich, anyone. I I don't know about the Browns this week with them being so riddled with injuries. It's tough. Denver is coming into this game so lucky that they don't have to play Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt, maybe not Odell Beckham Jr. Or having Jedrick Wills on the O-line there for, yeah. for the Browns either. I This is a tough one. I, I want to go with the Case Keenum revenge game over Ooh. Denver. But hey. I think Denver is going to take this one. Yeah, I uh, I am also going to take Denver. I did watch a lot more of the Broncos game last week than I anticipated on, um, thanks to a, a loyal listener. But I didn't like what I saw. And I will say, it's not their roster. They have the guys. Their coaching staff, top to bottom, is fucking bad. It's really bad. It's bad. It's it's. It's bad. It's really, really bad. Their offense is very, very bland. It's it's dropbacks, halfback dives. It's it's nothing special. Pat Shermer is, <laughs> but like you said, no Baker, no Kareem, no Chubb, maybe no OBJ. Even if he does play, what percentage are we getting out of OBJ? That's why you have a guy like Sertain. Um, I'm gonna have to take Denver. I do think they get a break, well, definitely a bit of a break with the with the injuries. But it's interesting. It's a it's a must win game for both teams. You know that AFC North is stacked, and Cleveland's already a couple of games behind. If they go under 500 this week, that's tough. But I will ride with Denver this week, Dave. <clears throat> um, you know what? Fine, I'll take the Browns. Right down, taking the Browns. Case Keenum revenge, a better coaching staff, a better defense, the league leader in sacks. Hey, man, that offense might be hurting a bit, but like, I'll do it. Sure. Whatever the Browns. Taking the Browns. Now, we go to the morning slate of Sunday, October 24th. Bright and early at the bank. Cincinnati Bengals step into Flock Nation, taking on the Ravens. We got a booth head-to-head contest right now. Head-to-head division matchup. Head-to-head division matchup. We've had head-to-head matchups before, Dave. We've been doing it for years and stuff. This is a new Bengals offense. This is a new Bengals team. Joe Burrow. This is, this is for first in the AFC, not just the AFC North. This is first in the AFC. Yes. This is a huge, huge, huge game. This is a different Bengals offense. Joe Burrow is so clearly the guy there. He is an absolute machine monster stud. Any adjective you can think of. Jamar Chase, you know, it's unreal for a guy that learned how to catch in August that he is one of the best receivers in football already. Um, Baltimore's got one of the best corners in football. and Not just for that reason. It's for number eight. It's for the coaching staff. It's for the home field advantage, and it's for how this – Rivalry's gone the last couple of years. I will ride with Baltimore at home, not even to just, you know, another nail in the coffin, if you will. 
Lamar has been a problem for Cincinnati. He has been a problem. But Cincinnati's defense does look a little better than it did last year. I still think that Lamar and the boys will find a way to get it done. Six and one, chalk it up. Dave? My mind really wants to go with the Ravens, but I can't. I can't do it. There's no part of me that is going to sit there and pick not the Bengals in an important game for the AFC North, for my boys. Look, man. Hey, am I worried about Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I'm petrified of Lamar Jackson. (laughs) But right now, what the Bengals have is if you watch the Bengals, their identity is a strong defense. Mm-hmm. I think they were like the sixth, sixth defense in in the in the league right now. Yeah, I mean we got Trey Hendrickson who has five and a half sacks, who's in second in the league. You know what I mean? We got DJ Reader, we got Sam Hubbard up front who are just run stuffers, which is a big part of the Ravens game. Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt. I mean Logan Wilson leads our team in tackles. He has four picks. Then I mean we got Jesse Bates. We got uh, a Wuzier on the corner who's playing really well. Mike Hilton who knows exactly what it's like to play the Ravens. I like our defense. I really do. Yep. Um, I'm more worried about our offense against the defense of the Ravens after seeing what they did to Herbert and the boys. But like I said, I got to trust Joe Burrow. I got to trust Joe Mixon, T Higgins, Jamar Chase. Uh, I'm going to ride with the Bengals this week. We'll see how it goes. Can't fault your rich thoughts. Oh, I guess I got to break the tie, huh? The rubber match. Okay, um, I've he- heard both your arguments for your your respective teams, um, and I do think I gotta go against the line, and I'm gonna go with Cincinnati in this one. I am really high on the Bengals this year. I think this Bengals team is the best Bengals team we've seen in a long time, and I think this Bengals team is the best in that division. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati. That's man, this Bengals team. I haven't been, I haven't been like concerned about a Bengals and this isn't a shot. I haven't been concerned about playing the Bengals in like legitimately three and a half years, maybe four. I haven't four. been confident in watching the Bengals in five years. So yeah, and there's it's like, that. I sit there and I watch a guy on the sideline that says, fucking, you can't play cover zero against me. That's the Ravens do a lot. Okay. You have a guy that says, put it in my hands. This game's over. And then he goes and puts his money where his mouth is. He is a guy. And the, the conflict I'm having is like, <clears throat> I'm not a Ben Roethlisberger guy at all. I'm not a Steelers guy at all. I'm not a Browns guy at all. I'm not a Baker guy at all. I shouldn't like the Bengals. I shouldn't like Joe Burrow, but damn, man, the kid's got it, and he is one of my favorite players to watch in the league. I will still ride at the flock, but that's going to be a hell of a game. Hey, more analysis to come on that later. But moving on, we have my dud this week, Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers traveling to New York, maybe a bounce-back game against the New York Giants. Where do we see this game going, Rich? We'll start off with you. Oh, I don't know. This is a game I'm not interested in. <laughs> I don't think anybody's interested in it. This is the I'm not even watching the Ravens Bengals game. This is the only one I'll have watched. <laughs> um I think purely just on what we've seen this season, that I think Carolina's the better team here still. I know Darnold was a dead this past week. Um but I'm still high on a couple pieces there. Like you said, their receiving core is a good receiving core. Canadian running back, Chuba Hubbard. Yep. Guy got his first touchdown against the Vikings. But uh, bittersweet moment, I guess, but hey. Bittersweet moment. But but good to see a Canadian succeeding down south border yep. Yep. in this sport. So I'll go with Caroline in this one. Yeah, I um not much. I do think, like I said, it will be a bounce-back game. I think the Giants are absolutely and utterly incompetent right now. It's tough because they are without their top running back. Daniel Jones did get a concussion. He was playing. They are without their top receiver. Kadarius Tony was ruled out last game, too. It's not even the injuries, though. It's just that they have a systemic problem where they can't figure out how to win a fucking football game. I don't think that gets fixed this week. I take the Panthers. 
Yeah, I'm, if I would think about it, just because I I like what Joe Judge schematically he does in some of his things. Yeah, but with all the injuries, like it's it's going to be the Panthers. Yeah, another dud this week. We got, in my opinion, and this is going to be. I was going to say this isn't meant to be a shot. It fucking absolutely 100% is. Maybe the most irrelevant team in football, the Atlanta Falcons. I don't remember anyone talking about, like, I, I'm so, like, this is just, maybe it's dawning on me right now. I don't give a fuck about their team at all. Um, at least with the Dolphins, I'm interested in two and Deshaun and stuff, but the Falcons, I don't fucking care about you. Um, they're kind of a waste of a team this year. I'm sorry if you're a Falcons fan, not really, but Falcons go to Miami to play the Dolphins here. Uh, Dave, they were your dud this week. So how do you see this one panning out? So, like, I didn't look the schedule ahead of this. Like, I couldn't care about this game any less than, than I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we started high with the Ravens-Bengals. I, like, obviously for – even if I wasn't a Bengals fan, like, that's an interesting game. Yeah. And then the last two we just listed are dog shit. Yes, yes. Um, so This one's the Falcons and the, uh, the Dolphins. Um, sure, the Falcons. Okay. I, you know that's, that's that's my analysis for the game. Chalk yeah. it up. Mm, okay, the Falcons. Yeah. It, what the hell? This is, and I know all the memes are flying around about this week and fantasy football players. There is a fuck ton of interesting teams on the bye this week. It's <laughs> still going to somehow be a great week because it's the NFL. We all know that, but. On paper, there is a lot of games that I won't be tuning into. Maybe a good weekend to get some laundry done or something in between games. But, um, you know, Falcons, sure. I'm going to say, you know what, just for the sake of uh, Belichick doesn't lose games often back-to-back. You know, he doesn't lose two in a row. I have to believe that his disciples would take some of that preparation, some of that into consideration. So I'm going to say Brian Flores will say, hey, Urban Meyer. Two fingers right there, <laughs> okay. Not the uh, not the two that Urban wants, but uh, Rich, where do you see this game going? <laughs> uh, I I feel like this is a game where nobody's gonna watch it, but it could sneaky end up being a good game to watch because these teams are both kind of evenly matched. Yep. As far as they're That's both fair. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it'll be a tight one. Like the line is only Falcons favored by two and a half. That looks like it could be a close game. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of side with you, Kurt. Um, I think Brian Flores is still a coach that's, that's going to get his team right. Yeah. And I, I don't think they're going to lose back to back. So I'll take Miami as well. I just, I, you know, I understand that Miami's absolutely in the dumps right now, but I have to believe that that 10 win Dolphins team is in there somewhere. I don't know if they need to be awoken. I don't know if they need to just snap out of it. I don't know what the hell needs to happen if they need their buy. But I have to believe that like not much has changed since last year. And like you said, if it is just a fits thing, well, then you know for sure two is not your guy. If if you need another quarterback in there to count on, then you you, you know if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. So maybe maybe that's something they're realizing. That's why the Deshaun stuff's coming up. But then we move to Washington. Taking on Green Bay in Lambeau Field. If we want, we can talk about it. He fucking owns Chicago. He still owns Chicago. Made that very clear. Uh, look, I would love to see Washington's defense reemerge this week. I love that. I, I don't think it happens. I think this one could get out of hand pretty quick. The thing about this game is like this game could be won by Aaron Rodgers to Randall Cobb, but he has Devontae Adams too, and they have Aaron Jones. Okay, they have the best receiver, Devontae Adams. They have Randall Cobb who's like resurged, and then they still have Aaron Jones. Like, hey man, if you're not picking the Packers, you have brain damage. Yeah. I hate picking the Packers every week, but it's hard not to. Oh yeah, I just think this is going to be a blowout. It's not going to be a fun game to watch. Biggest storyline into it is the Packers got nice new retro uniforms they're wearing for it, and that's about it. Yeah, they were nice, but yeah. <sighs> Sorry, Washington. It's just tough. That's just the way things are. Play better. We'll let, let's just move on. Let, let's just move on. 
a game that some, you know, in the past was always kind of chalked up to one of these games where on paper it should be one-sided, but they would surprise you every now and then. It is a divisional game. We got the New York Jets, New England Patriots. Obviously, Brady's no longer there to torment the shit out of the Jets, but they've always kind of had some scrappy games. Um, could go either way. I don't see it going like that this time. I do think that the Patriots will win. Uh, it could be closer than we thought, but we sat here a week ago and talked about how the Cowboys were going to demolish the Patriots. And the Patriots hung in there and pushed it to overtime. Um, they're tough because their coach is the best coach to ever coach. I, I think that this game could come down to a coaching mismatch. We don't know what Robert Sala is yet. He could be great. It's just tough your first time going into Foxborough. I think I think that's going to be a little tricky. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Going to go with Belichick. Take the Pats. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Pats as well. Right? Like you're showing something. Obviously, if you can hang with the Cowboys that long, yeah. and then not to mention that Zach Wilson has to face the genius that is Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. So I mean, it's going to be the Pats, dude. I fucking forgot about that too. I, but hey, last time we saw Bill Belichick versus a uh, rookie quarterback, it was Davis Mills, and that motherfucker marched. So yeah, maybe Zach Wilson comes out and fucking zing, zips that thing. I wanted to argue with you. I was like, yeah, but he's not playing for the Jets. But I mean, like the Texans aren't that much better, honestly. But I mean, hey, I'll, I'm still taking Belichick's squad, right? Oh, for sure. Rich? Yeah, I, I think I'll side with you guys on this one. I don't think this will be a a blowout of a game. I think we might see some success from the Jets here. I think it would be nice. Jets, I think this Jets team isn't a terrible team. They're not a good team, maybe not even an average team. They might be on that very low to mid end of a team, but they're not a team that's going to get dog walked every single game in and out. No, but they are still going to lose, so I'll go with New England. I I think Salah's probably probably coaching the boys up to be like, hey, we're not going to be humiliated every single week. You know, a few weeks it's going to happen because we straight up just don't have the personnel. But they have some pieces. They got some young pieces. Maybe in a couple of years, Salah can turn it around, do what Adam Gase couldn't, do what the coach before him couldn't. I think it was Bulls, do what the coach before him couldn't, do what the coach before that couldn't. Maybe he'll do something that no coach has seemingly ever done. But he, he he could. Something that we all thought wouldn't happen. Titans walked in Monday Night Football. And yeah, Josh Allen did slip on fourth and one to lose the game. But we got the Chiefs heading to Tennessee to take on the Titans. This one for me is very fucking interesting. If this was last year at this exact same time, it's the Chiefs and it's not close. But we've seen the Ravens, we've seen the Chargers, we've seen Washington for parts of the game. You make Mahomes a spectator, man. It's tough. That defense is fucking abysmal. And then you get an offense, and they have been prone to turnovers this week or this year. I honestly, this game is very interesting to me. Rich, let's start with you. Where do you see it going? I am a little torn on this one, but I don't think I am as torn as I thought I would be because I think the Titans are going to start to walk over the Chiefs in this one. That defense is abysmal, and Derrick Henry is on a mission. He is going to run up and down all over that defense, and it's going to be ugly for the Chiefs. I think it won't be a blowout but I think the Titans are going to take it. Wow. Dave, how do you see this going? See, here's the things I really want to take the Titans. I really do. At home, coming off a big win. Like This is a team that for the last three years has been good enough to put up crazy points against any defense, right? Mm-hmm. Like good defense, bad defense, doesn't matter. They're that good. And the Chiefs defense is awful. They are bad. <laughs> Bad. So, so then in my mind, it goes, okay, who can get one stop? Because we know the Chiefs will still fly high on offense. Yeah, Who's going to get the one stop? Probably the Titans. 
But then I think, okay, though, short week and the Titans are a bipolar team. This team will lose an, another game to a bad team this year if like trends follow and then they will be good at some weeks. So what week is this for the Titans? I'll, I'll go behind it. I'll, I'll take the Titans and I'll, I'll trust King Henry after I like put him out as a stud this week, but it feels really sus to be like to, to go against Kansas city as much as I have already this year. So I'm like, I'm, I'm skeptical of it. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that, you know, everyone's shocked this year about how bad the Kansas city defense is. I'm personally not. We knew it was this bad last year. The difference was last year, Mahomes didn't have eight picks through six weeks. The difference was their running backs didn't fumble every single drive. That was the difference is that their defense was still fucking gross, but their offense was so dynamic. It was so explosive. It was so perfect that they never had their flaws exposed and they've had them exposed this year. They have, and it's been tough, but I want to take Tennessee. I do. However, I think Reed, I think Mahomes, Kelsey Hill, all those guys down there, I think they know that there's still a game back in that division. This is a long season. This is a must win. They're going to play teams that they should win or that they should beat. They're going to play those games. What's important is to win the ones that you, you know, are labeled as having a chance of losing. Those are the important ones to get. So for that reason, I do think that coming off of, I mean, it was 13 to 10 for Washington heading into the fourth or something like that. And they just, the chiefs do what the chiefs do and they tightened up and got the job done and then just piled on points because they could. So I will take KC in this one, but uh, again, I could see, you know, of all the defenses that aren't equipped to stop Derrick Henry, the Chiefs might be at the top of the list. They're already averaging 7.5 yards a play or something like that. <laughs> if you let Derrick Henry get seven and a half yards every carry, fucking good night. It's It could get ugly for either side. I will take Kansas City, though. Interesting game this week. And for and 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 I'm not joking. It's an interesting game that involves Detroit. Detroit heads to SoFi, taking on the Rams. Stafford finally has the chance to hang seven thousand on the Lions' defense and just say "fuck you, fuck you" for drafting me and for ruining everything that you touch. Or or does Jared Goff come back and say, "Hey, McVay, I've never won without you as my coach." in the NFL, but guess what, man? My first win without you is against you. Where do we see this going? Dave, you've had a certain feeling about golf since the day he came into the NFL. So I'm going to, I'm going to toss this one up to you. I'm going to underhand pitch this one to you and, and you do with that pitch, whatever you want. How do you see it going? Rams big win. That's how it's going to go. Man. Like, like I said, I, don't like Goff, never have liked Goff. Um, he's the worst quarterback of the two. He's not playing at home. The Rams are the better team. And like I said, I, I watched for the first time clearly because the Bengals played the Lions last week. I watched that game in full. And that Detroit Lions team, A, isn't good. And B, they're coming off. They've been frisky this year. And they're yep. coming off getting absolutely stomped by the Bengals. Like, I don't think you, in one week your manhood can come back that much that you can beat the Rams at home. That's not going to happen. Uh, Stafford's going to continue what he's been doing all year. He's going to find Cooper Cup. He's going to find, you know, Van Jefferson. He's going to keep doing what he's doing. He's going to cook, and the Rams are going to have a nice, a nice, easy win at home. Rich? Yeah, I don't think Rams minus 15 is a big enough line for this game. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a route. Matt Stafford is going to take everything on that field personal and just lay it on that Detroit defense. I only wish this game was in Detroit so that he could go back to Detroit and do this to them. 
Oh, I don't no. think there's any such thing as a Jared Goff revenge game. I don't care ever. And this is not one of them, by the way. I, I, I'm inclined to agree. Um, so, you know, the whole thing, you know, Stafford revenge game. And, and I do think that is a big part of it. But another part of it for me is <laughs> you don't think Sean McVay knows everything about Jared Goff's weaknesses, about his strengths, what works for him, what looks he doesn't like. He, Jared Goff, has never won a game in the NFL without Sean McVay. He didn't win one with Jeff Fisher. He hasn't won one with Dan Campbell. It would be fucking iconic if his first win without Sean McVay was against Sean McVay. That's asking too much. I think Sean McVay goes straight up diabolical this week. I think he, he, he might send cover zero every single snap and just say, hey, Jared, beat it. He, he, the thing is, he'd probably he'd win if we said cover zero like half the game. He'd win. <laughs> I I just don't see a way. This to me is yeah, fifteen points is like oof. No, I see this one being three touchdowns or more. If the Lions can hang in there with the Rams, I think it's solely because of the emotion. I don't think it's because of how good their team is because they're the only team without a win now. But. <laughs> Hey, Jared, you know, it's been, it's been nice. Clean sweep for the, uh, the Rams there. A team on a longer week. They played on Thursday night. We got Philadelphia heading to Las Vegas, taking on the Raiders. Like I said earlier, I watched that Broncos game in entirety, and the Raiders looked really good. The Raiders did look good. Man, Henry Ruggs looked like, looks like he's becoming that deep threat that they drafted him to be. Um, we all know a certain someone loved speed on his teams. Well, he's fucking out of town now, and Ruggs looks like that guy. Derek Carr played unreal. He just made the throws. He, he, I think he had seven or eight throws, 20 yards or more. Like, he was striping it. And that Denver defense isn't any any joke. They got some guys in the secondary. And um, Ruggs, Waller, Brian Edwards – that Raiders team, it's tough. They're kind of like the Titans for me. Who are they? What are they? But I think they got a lot of momentum, and obviously we're not in there, but I am willing to bet that locker room's playing for each other a lot. Um, they're going through some tough shit, and they looked really good. So I'm going to take the Raiders at home on this one. I don't I don't really have a lot to, to say on it. Just I think the Raiders will handle business. I'd, I'd almost like agree with that. I was thinking about it because like the Eagles traditionally are like sometimes kind of frisky, but it's Waller, it's Derek Carr. You know what I mean? That's pretty explosive in its own right. And like, I don't think the Eagles have enough of anything on either side of the ball to match that. So I think it's going to be the Raiders. Yeah. 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 I'm really high on this Raiders team this year. I think I, this is a team I don't want to bet against right now. I think they're a team that's hot. They're they're they've got something to play for, proving that they can do it. Um, yeah, I'll take the Raiders in this one as well. There we go. Two uh, two back to back complete agreements on that one. I I have a feeling this next one will also be a complete agreement. We have the Houston Texans heading to Arizona, and. Dude, the Arizona minus 17 and a half is what it's set at. I see you want to talk about not enough. <laughs> I'm scared, I, you know. <laughs> I, I'm almost speechless because you forget DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Water heading back to Houston. Davis, Davis Mills, if you can hear, if Davis, if you're listening to this, young man, you have a task ahead of you. There's a guy on that D-line. He's got something to play for. Guys, I have no words. I have nothing. Dave, Rich. I'm with you here. This is This is one that doesn't need conversation to just know that 
This is going to be ugly. And if you are a Texans fan, I am so sorry for what's about to happen to you. You know what's so I'm funny? so sorry. I'm so sorry for what's happened to you. And I'm so sorry for what's going to happen to you. I'm just sorry. You know what, what I like to think is that, you know, this is all happening. You know, Nuke is going back to, to Houston. He was traded for a second and a fourth or whatever. And, you know, J.J. Watt was, was, was cut or was he traded? I can't remember. And, you know, revenge games. And there's a lot of, there's a period where the Texans, it was like they're trying to lose every game for the next five years. And I like to think that somewhere, where is he in Alabama now? Bill O'Brien's sitting there watching this game, knowing that his plan has come full circle. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> thoughts? Um, I don't know, man. There's not, there's not a lot to add. When you, when you look at a game and, like, what is it, 17 and a half, the spread? Yeah. When that seems criminally low, that tells you what you need to understand about this game. Bill O'Brien is going to have a cold one on Sunday and laugh because <laughs> the Houston Texans are getting trounced. It... <sighs> yeah. Tough, but uh, nonetheless, we move on. A game from last year that was memed more than anything, and I think I remember watching it on primetime. We got Chicago taking on Tampa Bay, the infamous what? I thought it was. I thought it was third. Da- what down is it? Brady forgetting the downs. Then he went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, this one's interesting, man. The Tampa Bay Bucks aren't necessarily playing like the Bucks of last year, but that's what we said last year. They aren't playing up to their potential, and eventually they figure it out. But before they figured it out, they had a couple games where they stumbled, they faltered, they dropped a few they shouldn't have dropped. I think this is one of those games. I think this is one of those games they shouldn't drop, but I think it's one of those games they do drop. Fields hasn't been a a world beater yet, but he's been showing flashes, showing steady improvement. And I think it's one of those things where maybe it's a little bit of magic. Maybe, maybe a few things go their way. Okay. But I, I, this, this box team isn't necessarily playing great. And I think Chicago take advantage of that. I really do. For some reason, I, I just, in my gut, I feel like this is an upset. I, I made the mistake of betting Chicago last week in our pick'em. Well, Green Bay, that was that was a mistake, and I'm not going to make it again. I'm not going to go against Brady. I'm not going to go against the Bucks. That's it. Might be a closer game than that twelve and a half point spread makes it look like but I still think it's going to be the Bucks coming out there, out of there with a fairly easy win. I really, I really, in my heart, want to take Chicago. I think there's, there's something there in Chicago, but it's also my brain is like, Hey man, that's Tom Brady. So it's tough. And like, I, ugh, I really want to take the bears. I want the bears to be good. But for right now, I'm going to trust that Tom Brady and the Bucks have it together and pick the Bucks. You know, uh, there's a big part of me that does think the Bucks win this game, and uh, it's Brady, and it's Brady off a long week, and it's 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 Brady off a week where he looks great. It's tough. I. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just my hope about how I want Justin Fields to turn out. But I something in my head, something in my heart screams upset. And maybe it's because, you know, a group of 53 grown men plus a coaching staff says, hey, number 12 doesn't own us. We are our own individuals, and we can play football damn good. It's probably going to be Tampa, but I'm sticking with Chicago on this one. I, I really did want to take Chicago, man. Like, I don't think you're out of line for picking Chicago. I think this game has a lot of potential to be close, 
I just can't in my good conscience after I picked already like the Browns with all those injuries go against Tom Brady and put myself in that spot. You know what I mean? And I picked against the chiefs. Like I can't, I got to got to play it safe. Very fair. Very fair. We move on to prime time Sunday night football. Not a bad game. Actually, in my opinion, it, I think it could be interesting. We have the Indianapolis Colts heading to not candlestick Levi stadium taking on the 49ers. 49ers had a pretty critical bye week last week. Uh, Jimmy G had that calf, Charlie horse strain kind of thing. Um, Trey Lance had a knee sprain kind of a thing. Both quarterbacks were banged up. I think Jimmy G should be back for this game from what I have heard and stuff. I'm assuming he'll be the starter if he's healthy. Um, So going under that premise, I'm still going to take the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, like I said, when they feed him, that man is their good team. Carson Wentz has been dotting it up. He's been playing great. He isn't the reason they're losing. Um, The Colts look good, man. The Colts do look good. I know they have a losing record right now, but they realize that, especially what they saw with the Titans on Monday night, this division could get out of hand from them. So they need to win these games. Um, kind of like the Chiefs thing where they see the Chargers and yes, the Chargers lost. Now is the time to pounce. I think the Colts see, oh shit, Derrick Henry's not slowing down. The Titans are up. We need to start going here too. So I'm taking the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts as well. Um, they, that's a team that like, Hey man, if Lamar Jackson, isn't one of the most dynamic athletes in the league, they beat the Ravens. You know what I mean? Yep. Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz, like you're saying, playing really well. And when I think about this game, it's just for me, the 49ers haven't impressed me this year, nope. even in like their early games where they won, they didn't impress me at all. And like coming off quarterback injuries and stuff too. I just think the Colts, the Colts are ready to get hot. Yeah, and the yeah. 49ers are the most uncertain they've probably been all year. So I'm going to take the Colts. Thinking, Rich is. I see those gears turning. I see those gears turning. Like I, I'm going to go 49ers in this one. I'll go against the grain. Love it. I'll switch it up. It might be in an effort to try and get it in front of you guys and pick them. But. <laughs> Uh, I think this team will be better than we've seen in the last few weeks with Jimmy G back. I think there was a lot of talk of this offseason shipping Jimmy G out of town, moving on from him. But I still think he's a quarterback that can go out and win games. I think he is a capable quarterback in this league. I'm high on Jimmy G, and I'll take the 49ers in this one. Like Their bye week couldn't have come at a better time. You know, he's So he's got some rest, so up. Hopefully we just see a great primetime game. Love seeing that. I, I think mean, this one of the primetime games here have been tremendous. Like we shit on last week's ones and then we yeah. got an overtime on Sunday and then that last minute fourth quarter stop by the Titans on Monday. Right. So yeah. If, yeah. if the NFL has a magical sauce we're putting on primetime, this one will be great. Hey, it, it will be great. Brings us to Monday night, which might not be great it, again. Knowing who's playing, it could be fucking brilliant or absolutely terrible. And is it the Saints? There's no in between. We got Jamie Winston taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, like you said, we had OT on Sunday against the Steelers, and then unfortunately, TJ Watt does what TJ Watt does best, what he gets paid handsomely to do. <sighs> Saints coming off a bye. Seahawks coming off a tough primetime loss, get a little bit of a longer week. How are we feeling about this game? I think the Seahawks did a good job in a game we thought they were not going to do very well in. We all said this team is nothing without Russell Wilson. Geno Smith, good luck. And actually came out and played a pretty decent game. I think this is a little bit tougher of a task in the Saints. And I don't think they're going to be able to do to the Saints what they did to Pittsburgh. So I'll go with New Orleans in this one. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not a homer when I say this. The, the stats don't lie. Big Ben is no longer a good quarterback. He isn't um, at all. I think Jameis is a better quarterback right now than Ben Roethlisberger, and I don't think that's crazy to say. Um, you know, Dave, it's kind of like you picking the Titans. Jameis, who's showing up, big man? Who are, who are we getting? Are we getting 500, four touchdowns, no picks, unbelievable dotting it up? Or or are are we getting the uh, the, the other guy, James? Are, are we getting are we getting him? Uh, I think against this Seattle defense, any quarterback can be uh, can be the MVP, Jameis. That Seattle defense is fucking terrible. It really is. Uh, Jamal Adams doesn't know how to play safety in this defense. He's an excellent athlete, dominant run stuffer, dominant pass rusher from his position. He's not great in coverage. Uh, Bobby Wagner is a monster tackler. I feel bad for that guy. But I think Sean Payton off of a bye, I'm not going to bet against him. I'm taking New Orleans. I would be more hesitant to, to pick the Saints if they didn't just have their bye week. But they have their bye week. That's what they have like. And, and an extra day it being Monday, like I think, like you said, James Winston is good enough that playing an awful defense like Seattle, like it's probably going to be the Saints. Like I can see it being close because of just the Saints aren't the same team. I can see it being close, but it's I, I it, it seems like it's going to have to be the Saints when you look at Seattle, especially without Russ still, right? Yeah, that, that's. That's another big part of it is I think Sean Payton will be able to scheme more for Geno Smith than he will for Russell Wilson off of a bye week. And and I think the thing for me is that Sean Payton knew heading into his bye week that Russ was injured. Like Russ didn't get injured last week and they've only had one week. Like he's had two weeks to bear because he knew Russ was going to be out for however long. So that's another factor to consider. And yeah, I just think uh, I think the Saints will take this one. But that is it for week seven. Should be another good week of ball. Again, you know, we can look at these games. And, you know, last week we, we thought Chargers-Ravens going to be game of the week and uh, Cardinals-Browns going to be game of the week. Both those are blowouts. Wasn't close. And then we thought Cowboys-Patriots was going to be an absolute stomping. That went to OT and was incredible. So you really don't know. And that's why the NFL is kings because – you never know. We, we could be watching some excellent ball this week. We don't know who from. But as always, we have been, we are, we're both. This has been The Booth. We are The Booth Boys. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at The Booth EC. Go buy some merch. There's links in our descriptions. Go like, subscribe, share, follow, all that good stuff. We really do fucking appreciate it so 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 much and this week if you're listening to this when it comes out thursday morning ish there will be some bonus content this weekend as we mentioned we got a booth boy rivalry division game and provide some uh, some extra analysis here we both have watched those teams every single snap this year so i think we could bring a little something to that but with that being said, boys, we got anything else to say? Uh, just enjoy this week, man. NFL's the king of sports. Get the king of cookies, oatmeal raisin. Get some of that in you. Goat, goat cookie. It, it's the best cookie in the world. Oatmeal raisin. It, o- and the, oatmeal raisin stud. Yeah. Oatmeal raisin stud. You know my dud when, is when I think of cookies, oatmeal chocolate chip. When, when I think of cookies, there's three elites for me, and not none of the rest of them are close. Okay. 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 Oatmeal raisin. Mm-hmm. Are we? We're talking like, like, like a made homemade cookie, like not Oreos or something. Okay, well, Oreos was my number three. So oh, okay, I mean, okay. Oreos. I counted is, that one. Oreos, goat. Um, uh, are we just going basic chocolate chip? No, sir. Not for me. Monster number cookie. Th- no, number three for me is a white macadamia nut. White chocolate. Oh, macadamia. That was my pick. That Let's was my go, pick. boys. Oatmeal raisins, white macadamia nut. Cookies, two goats, and or obvious. If you're going to the store to buy a package of cookies, yeah. 
you get the Oreos. That's what you do. I mean, so, so yeah, I'm not like a huge sweets guy, but those are the three cookies that I go gaga for those three, obviously. A little, little inside baseball here when you're starting our meeting. I was, I was, what started this, I was having oatmeal resin cookie. And it's one of those foods where it's like, even if I, like you said, Dave, if I am absolutely full and someone had a package of oatmeal raisin cookies, dude, it's going to be hard for me to be like, nah, I'm, I'm still full. That's, <laughs> that's turning down the Lord right there. And you don't do that. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for riding with us. Appreciate you listening. And we'll, uh, we'll talk again next week.